Thanks, Amy, for doing that. Um, obviously, as you know, uh, when you're trying something new, you're going to have a few technical glitches. So uh, thanks to everyone in the auditorium for your patience in uh, some of that as well. And we recognise that there's a bit of a delay on the, the screen that other people are seeing. I'm not sure whether people at home... Um, raise your hand at home if you can hear me. Yeah, oh, yes. Wonderful. That's great. So they can hear us coming out. So that's great. All right. The interesting thing is, and just as a bit of an aside, um, I'm not aware of any other church in Victoria um, that's trying to do what we're doing today. Uh, so if you're wondering why we're pushing the limits of technology, that's because we're pushing the limits of technology um, and, and the fact that we're wanting to have um, people interacting with us in real time from home, uh, as well as you being in the auditorium, is something quite significant. Um, and so we're hoping that technology will catch up with us one day um, and enable us to do this a bit better. Um, so uh, how do you respond to the unexpected, even in the unexpected of what's been happening today, when suddenly technology stops for the people in the, the AV area, you know, when, when, when things don't work out as planned? If you have your Bibles with you, then I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke chapter 1. Um, this year has been full of them. And we find ourselves with almost as a, an underlying sense of anxiety of what happens perhaps when the next challenge arises. How are we going to respond? How are we going to uh, work through the different challenges that we face? Those who have excess can at least try to sneak up the east coast of Australia and escape Victoria's lockdown and find themselves on the, the Gold Coast. At times we can feel as though my circumstances have gone unnoticed, but the blessed, well, they... For those living in Israel, life faced constant challenge. The Romans occupied the nation. And despite trying to buy off the favour of the populace by having a big building program, Herod the Great was hated by the Jewish people by and large. Herod appointed secret police um, and, and they would sneak through and, and go through the, the people of the day and the populace and report back to him what was happening. A bodyguard of some 2,000 soldiers protected him. Herod raised revenue for his big build through increased taxes and was prone to violent attacks, killing one of his wives and five members of her family. He also killed his firstborn son, infants in Bethlehem and unsuccessfully tried to commit suicide. For a teenage girl in these times, life was relatively simple. Find a good man, get married, settle down, have kids, 
and hope that they survive to adulthood. For Australia, in 2019, the infant mortality rate is around 3%. In contrast, in first century Israel, one writer suggests that the infant mortality rate was somewhere between 25 to 30% of children born would never reach adulthood. Not dissimilar to the prosperity beliefs of today, those who had money and status in Israel were considered by the religious establishment as being blessed by God. Then another unexpected thing happens. A young teenage girl is promised in marriage to Joseph, a good man, a God-fearing man, a chippy by trade. Mary has the next chapter of her life unfold as she looks forward to getting married to Joseph. Like generations before her, Mary would hopefully have some children and manage the home well and perhaps even set up a little bit of a side business um, that she could earn some extra income from. Living underneath the Roman and the, the Jewish radar, you could be forgiven for thinking that you are also living underneath God's radar. Not unloved by God, but not drawing his special attention or favour. But then Gabriel turns up. Gabriel turns up and he brings this unexpected news for Mary that she is indeed noticed by Yahweh God. Following the conversation, Mary does not just concede to give in to God, but rather willingly gives her life, her future, her hopes and her dreams to God. There were no guarantees of how others would react to the unexpected news. Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, was dealing with unexpected news of her own. She was now at the end of her second trimester of her pregnancy. And it's amazing how unexpected news, people that receive unexpected news, it can have a gravitational pull towards others that have experienced the same. And we pick up the account in Luke chapter 1, verse 39. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honoured that, uh, that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. For Elizabeth and Mary, dealing with the unexpected could have gone a variety of ways. 
They could have resisted and protested. No, 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 I don't want this to happen. They could have given in and just been fatalistic. But amidst the uncertainty and expected, unexpected, they pressed into God's plans for them. Elizabeth puts to words the resolve of Mary's heart. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. It is in this fertile soil that, of that trusting God that hope, the hope that Sam spoke about last week and joy, the theme of today's message, grows. In the midst of the unexpected, there is a foundational, a deep-seated belief and trust in God. When things don't go according to plan, when the trajectory of life is knocked off course, what people draw on will often indicate not only where they will end up, but in what condition they will arrive. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. In the midst of uncertainty, because there is a belief, a trust in God, there is hope. In the midst of uncertainty, because there is a belief, a trust in God, a hope for a better future, hope of what is yet unseen, not yet realized, hope for which we reach out and but don't yet, we have not yet taken fully grasp, haven't taken fully hold of, hope gives reason for joy. We, we posture ourselves, we reach out for it. A joy that this, what we experience right now, is not the way it will always be. A joy that in uncertain times, we will bring forth a new future. Co-creating with God, because God chose us. God chose Mary to join with God, willingly, actively. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth gives a glad, a joyous cry in Luke chapter 1, verse 42. God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. <clears throat> Why am I so honoured that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. How do you respond when you feel joy? When the depths of your being is like this effervescent well that explodes with joy. For Elizabeth, it was a glad cry, exclamations of praise and celebration. For me, after a lot of prayer and working for several hours trying to set up technology, I was able to finally get computers to talk to one another and, and get stuff set up at the AV desk um, and to have them correctly talk to each other, on that occasion at least, um, and, and to have that presentation software work and, and be on the screen. I was yelling out, yes, yes, yes. I was clapping and punching the air and I was dancing around the back of the auditorium. 
as I mentioned earlier, we've had a tech company come in and, and look at some of our stuff and they're saying, we don't know anyone else that is trying to do what you are doing. No one's trying to do hybrid church like us. So with God's help, when you finally have that breakthrough, there is just that little bit of joy, isn't there, that kind of bubbles out. In the Gospel of Luke, it's almost kind of like a bit of a Bollywood scene. I'm not sure whether you're a fan of Bollywood movies or of musicals, but something significant happens. And what is the response? Well, they break out in song and dance. Miriam did it when they crossed the, 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 um, the river or crossed the sea when they were escaping from Egypt. David did it when he led the ark into Jerusalem. And the, the Psalms are full of songs that capture the emotions of the moment. In Luke chapter 1, 46 to 55, we read this. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. He has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to, and remembered to be merciful. He has made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary experiences a deep joy as God defies the wisdom of the religious establishment of the day. Um, a teenage girl wonders if God sees her when she is overlooked by the world around her. The Romans saw a Jewish woman as of little worth, let alone an unknown girl from the back blocks of a conservative country town of Nazareth. The teachers of the religious establishment would not educate her beyond what she might pick up through the synagogue in the Sabbath services. But God noticed her. The creator of the universe as vast as the stars of the sky who hold the expanse of the universe in the palm of his hands. Yahweh God looks not at her status, but at her heart. Her willingness to step out and to trust in faith and, and, to, and to posture herself towards God. In the midst of political unrest and at times with a crazy king who would kill anyone who threatened his power, Mary was prepared to say yes to giving birth to the king of the Jews. The joy of being chosen filled Mary's soul and it bubbled out from the depths of her being in 
a moment in time, but also a joy that transcended time, the present. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. The past, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. The future, for he took notice of a lowly servant girl and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For Mary pressing into God's plans with trust and obedience would change everything here on in. But this isn't just an exclusive thing for Mary. Instead, Mary declares this for others too, that, that they could experience the joy of God's favour when they step out in trust and obedience. They too can know true joy when they turn from relying on the stuff of life and instead rely on the creator of life. Verse 50. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. Those proud, those haughty people, princes and the rich who trust their privilege in their that what's in their possession they trust in their power what they have is nothing in comparison to this lowly jewish country teenage girl who is prepared to trust and believe and act on god's promises promises that mary knew were founded in ages past. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. He has made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Today, we have the same creator of the universe watching over us. Not a distant or a disinterested God, not a God who is focused on what you have, but intently, intimately interested in what you hunger for. I believe that for each of us in times of uncertainty, when life can overwhelm and swamp us, when we have reason to fear, God is not distant, but takes notice lovingly watching over you and longs for you and me to believe in Yahweh God, the creator of the universe. Mary reminds us of the transformative power of believing in God and acting on that belief. That rather than living an average life, we can live a life well even well beyond what our peers or our background might tell you that is possible. Mary reminds us that trusting in God is risky, especially in uncertain times, when people around us hunger and thirst for more power. 
but a teenage girl was prepared to believe in a God who noticed her. Despite times of uncertainty, belief and trust in God gives hope. A hope in God that brings joy. Not joy in the denial of life's circumstances and in the challenges of life, but a deep-seated joy that despite the uncertainty of life, we can have. Mercy and blessing are not just for Mary, but Mary extends the invitation to us today, from generation to generation, to experience the favour and mercy of God for all who fear God. That same God whom Mary trusted will also do tremendous things. That same God who fills the hungry with good things, God who is faithful to his word, continues to do so today. What joy there is to be found when we believe in God and act on that belief to co-create with God. Now, may I take a moment, just as an aside, to speak not only to the teenagers who might be listening, but also to the parents and the grandparents of teenagers. Never doubt that God can speak to teenagers today, regardless of their background and status in the world's eyes. They may be the last one picked for a team. They may fail at school or uni, but they are noticed by God. And if they are prepared to trust and to believe in God, stepping out in faith, in uncertain times, they can co-create, bringing God's transformative work into life. And what joy there is when people are prepared to believe God and follow Jesus. Let me pray. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Yahweh God, we thank you that we are not beyond your gaze, your loving, attentive desire to watch over us, to know us by name, but also to invite us to co-create with you. We thank you for the example of a humble teenage girl willing to believe that, that she could be a part of something so much greater than herself and that this act of belief and trust in you could bring great joy, not only for herself, but for generations to come. God, would you help us to be open, to trust, to believe in you, to be prepared to step out in faith as you invite us to co-create with you the future that you long for us to be a part of. Amen.
So how might we respond today? Well, there's a couple of questions um, or statements that I've got on the slide behind me. The first one is, what is it that God is calling you to believe him for? Terrible grammar, I know. But beside that, what is it that God is calling you to believe him for? And how might you invite God to use you to experience joy and to bring joy to others? How might you respond to that today? Well, as I said, for those that are at home, then I encourage you to um, click on that chat and just um, select Northern Community or text or email. For those here in the auditorium, I invite you to take out those response cards and to use this time while some music's played to respond to the things that God is saying to you today. God bless you.